through the bloody Aussie battler with your host, Mike Holt. Welcome everybody. I've got my co-host David here and tonight we're going to talk about the straw man but also some of the things that are involved in working with the straw man. Uh, now last time we went up to page three on this really long document, 51 pages, and we talked about how everyone who has a copy of the birth certificate is authorised by the state to use the state property name and authorised to sign that name for that name. The next paragraph is very important. Any time a claim is made in any court, that claim must be bonded or insured. So your claim becomes your consent, where you pledge your body and or property as your bond or insurance, as security against your claim. And when you lose, they take your body and put it in jail while their bond creates cures, or they take your property to pay your loss in court for your claim, which you made. It's a brilliant scam, isn't it, David? And it's when they send a little, a little while ago, one of our members got a traffic infringement notice and we sent the letter to them saying, yeah, look, we're happy to pay this fine that with this infringement if you can prove that you've got legal grounds and blah, blah, blah. So in the notice. And so they didn't respond to that. We sent them another notice and then finally they responded and the letter they wrote to the individual said that these matters will have to be explored in court and that that's your opportunity to explore your claims, right? So they use that language specifically to flip the tables. See, they're actually making a claim against him, but they say when you come to court, you'll be exploring your claims. Mm. Now, if he accepts that, he's accepting that he's going to bond himself to that claim, as Mike's just explained in this paragraph here. So that's the point, isn't it, Mike? They want you to go to court, uh, assume the role of prosecutor or claimant, and then by doing so, you've given up your body as a bond. So what can we do to get around that? What we're going to do to get around is make sure that we're not playing the role of claimant. So we wrote to them, we wrote back to them and said, we're not making any claims. You're the one that's making the claims. We are the beneficiary, we are the living man and blah, blah, blah. We're the beneficiary of the trust that you've made a claim against. And we don't consent to contract or joinder in this matter. So they're using every trick in the book, including a little bit of syntax in the way they speak and the way they try and draw you in to flip the table so that you go into the court and even without knowing it, apply your own living body as a bond against the charge which has been brought against you. But we were talking today and we can actually create a bond. Create a bond, yeah, against somebody else. You mean a lien? Yes, a, a lien is another form of bond. So a bond is really a pledge to pay in the event that you fail to perform a certain duty or service or whatever, right? So if you make a bond to somebody, it says, well, I'm going to guarantee the outcome. And so what we can do is we can place a bond on a person's assets in the form of a lien. And you've worked out how to do that, haven't you, Mike? I have. And in fact, I'll just share the screen here because today my partner, Lee, who has, she's not my living in partner. She's my common law supporter partner. She's my right hand lady. 
And she's been with me from the very beginning. In fact, long before when I was outside the, the mosque in Maroochydore protesting against, that's when we met five, six years ago, maybe more. And uh, she's been a huge support to me all along. Now, I'll give you a bit of background on this. Last Christmas, just before last Christmas, we were donated a shop up in Noosa, a, se a second-hand shop, and it was registered as a charity. Now, to get charitable status, you have to register your business name with ASIC. So when we donated this business, that's what we did. We registered Common Law Australia Group with ASIC, the name, not the business, because the business already had another name, which we kept that. But then when we started to go up there and start the takeover process, we realized it was just going to take all our energies away from the work that we're doing with Common Law. So we stepped back and said, no, we're not going to do it. Thank you very much for the donation, but you can have it back. And, uh, but we kept the name registered in, with ASIC because it protects us from theft. Today, we got an email from a group in the Gold Coast calling themselves Common Law Australia. And their, their, their logo, and we, we keep on hearing people say, oh, but you're charging for everything. We don't charge, but this group does. And we found out today that they're using our name. So this is what I did today. And this is the part of, this is how you start the lien process. You send a, an invoice to the person who has created the problem. And in this case, it was the theft of the business name under Criminal Code Act Division 130. It says you are charged with theft within the meaning of the Criminal Code Act 1995, Section 130.2, and being bound by Section 5 Commonwealth of Australia Constitution Act 1900 of the name Common Law Australia Group ABM number belonging to the partnership MT Holton LB Pilcher registered with the Australian Securities Investments Commission, which incurs either 10 years imprisonment or a liquidated penalty of $126,000. You are hereby ordered to immediately cease using the name Common Law Australia and pay the liquidated penalty. Failure to do so will precipitate further legal action against you and issued by authority of Section 15F Crimes Act 1914. This woman actually stole our Gold Coast Assembly away from us and changed the name using still common law, but common law Australia instead of just common law as we do. She got that invoice today. And I know this woman has already been involved in another big case where she has been doing all sorts of nasty stuff. I think she was up for about $500,000 in claims against her. So she's a bit of a criminal, this lady. So there's one more crime to her, her quiver. <laughs> But the point here is uh, that yes. in any criminal, in any court case, when you put court proceeding, there's an entitlement and a liability. So you've always got to flip the, flip the coin, so to speak, right. so that the entitlement becomes yours and the liability becomes theirs. So when we send a common law notice, right, we are basically creating liability on their side and flipping the coin. Right. Now, that's the first step in a three-stage st process. Now, if she doesn't, uh, I've given her 14 days to respond. So if she doesn't respond within 14 days, then I send her a reminder notice. And it's critical that you do this in time. You might go 15 days, but no more. And then if she still doesn't respond with another 15, 14 days, 
then you send an affidavit signed by two JPs. Now, when you do that, when two JPs sign an affidavit, it becomes a legal instrument. And therefore, it is a property, a legal property. And that becomes the lien. So that's the bond. It's very simple. Yeah. The lien or the bond. So the lien or kind the of bond. interchangeable. Yeah. So mm -hmm. that's the whole point that these bonds, whenever, whenever you get into a dispute, then somebody has to be bonded in the case of default. Yeah. So that's what we do in our common law process. Exactly. Now that we know this, things are going to get very interesting because I'm doing it to the Chief Federal Prosecutor of the CDPP. I'm doing it tomorrow to the Registrar from the Federal Court in Brisbane. And now this woman. I'm getting very litigious in the old age. <laughs> We've also got a couple of nurses in our assembly who have been sacked over the VAX issue. And they've been writing endless notices to the people on the other side in their dispute. And they've consciousness, what do we do now? And so what we do now is we give them a final notice leading to a bond or a lien that will cast over their assets. Mm. And now that we've worked out how to do that specifically, it's going to be fun and games, cat amongst Absolutely. the pigeons. Yes. All right. Let's share the screen again and go on. Unless you want to talk anything more about that. David? Does anybody have any questions about it? I think it's a point that needs to be made and properly understood. And now, a word from our sponsor, who helps keep these podcasts going. Peak Dawn is proud to announce the launch of a series of online learning courses that have been developed in collaboration with common law expert Mike Holt. So if you want to learn about how to protect your rights, what common law is, or indeed the depth of common law courts and how you can use them in your local community to seek justice. Sign up at the link below. Okay, let's talk about it. Anybody got questions? <clears throat> yep, just a quick question. Can you copyright your business like you can with your name? Because I was listening to Dave and yourself speaking today on an interview about copyrighting your name. Yes. Can you do that also with the business so you don't have to go through assets? Yes, you can. And I'm just going to share the screen here for a moment. The easy way to do it here, this website, right. is called copyrightservices.com. I'll put the link in the chat room here. And to answer you, Frank, yes, you can do it to the cops if they charge you with a summons. And that's precisely what I did when the cops came around to my house during the lockdown and gave me a uh, fine. Okay, so... If you come into this website, this is a really good one because you can do things like you can get a copyright certificate, you can get a genetic code certificate, publish other documents, public notice board, seals, private members forum. You can learn how to understand contracts and private trusts and private foundations. So these people are offering a very, very good service. And I'll be putting this up on the, on the signal chat that we've got very shortly and a lot of people on there are talking about how do we do a foundation and a trust brad there it is and yeah we can do that easy basically what we're doing now is we're helping people to understand that they do not have to comply with this digital id if you're a business owner or a managing director and we're uniting people now to stand up and say i will not comply go away because we stand in the private we have nothing to do with their corporation and they cannot tell us what to do. The government has no more authority than the managing director of your local coal store to tell you what to do. 
Now, if you went to your coal store and there was a big sign up there that said, you can only shop if you walk in a clockwise direction around the store. Would you obey him? Of course not. And the government has just exactly the same power. None. I think it's an important distinction, Mike, to draw between rules and law. So there's mm. law, which is the natural law that we abide by because we're law-abiding citizens. And then there are rules. There are these rules. If you join a company and they say lunch is at 12 o'clock, that's a rule. It's not a law, right? And so a lot of the things that we look at that are imposed upon us as laws are actually just rules like yeah. vaccine mandates and lockdowns. and They're just rules that we don't have to obey if we know who we are and we maintain our status as a natural living individual with the blood in our veins. And now, a word from our sponsor, who helps keep these podcasts going. Dick Yardley's book, Australian Political and Religious Leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage. Dick exposes how Whitlam, Hawke, Keating, Goss, Rudd and all the other Fabians have destroyed our manufacturing and agriculture. If you want to know exactly how they have done it, get Dick's book at advanceaustralia.com.au and click on merchandise. Knowledge is power. Get the power to fight the corruption today. Look, you don't agree with all this worrying about words. You can say person. If you're standing as a common law man or woman, you are a person in private. Never mind what the Black's Law Dictionary says. That's rubbish. And it's not even our dictionary. We go by the Oxford Law Dictionary. And there's nothing in there about a person being a devil. Oh, good point. Yeah. Okay. We stand on our sovereign rights and understanding who you are and what your identity is key to this whole thing. It really is the fundamental issue. And it's very difficult for some reason for people to understand. And so it needs to be said over and over. But it's, you know, this whole straw man thing that we're talking about. Mm. That's the key to success. And we've won well over 100 cases now, Mike. In the people that one of our members has been advising, he's a real whiz on the law and application of the law. It's all very well knowing the law, but if you don't know how to apply it, then he does. And so he's been advising people how to go into court, stand by your rights as a living flesh and blood man or woman with no contract with the corporation and reserving all your rights. And as long as you know what to do when you go into their courtroom, in fact, you don't go into their courtroom, you don't even go in past the bar, right? So when you go into a courtroom, the first thing is a whole bunch of seats at the back for people to sit and observe. And then there's a railing. Once you step past that railing, that's the bar. You're walking into their jurisdiction. So if you walk in there, you've already accepted their offer to contract. You stand outside the bar and you talk from there. And they've got nothing they can do about it. It's a very interesting case in point was a woman that Mike was working with, the other Mike, that is, who was at the Canberra rally. She yelled at some cops and they grabbed her and slammed her into the ground so hard that she had brain damage. Yeah. And then they charged her with assaulting them. And so she went into the court trained in these in this language and these methods that Mike's just been talking about and she beat the case so it's not that complex that even a person with a disability can't handle it and understand how to handle herself in court and win no that's right once you know yourself and that you have certain inalienable rights and I don't say inalienable I say inalienable because 
you cannot put a lien on our rights, okay? So once you understand that, everything becomes very simple and you know how to deal with these people. Now, I'm expecting a knock on the door any day because of this court case in Melbourne. I don't think it's gone away. I think the federal cops are now preparing an arrest warrant for me on the orders of the judge, which is a very stupid thing for the judge to do because if they do turn up on my doorstep, first of all, they have no right to arrest me. They have to prove to me that they have authority and jurisdiction and they don't. So if they do come to my door, I'm not even letting them in the house. The door will be locked and I'll talk through the door. And I've got a security screen door, so it's not that easy for them to get in. <laughs> but uh, if they do come, I, the first thing I'll do, David, is call you and you'll mass the troops. And I will then hold them at bay until you guys come. So then they'll be surrounded. And uh, I hope that will encourage them to piss off because they've got no right to be at my door. And if that happens, I'll be taking their names and their badge numbers and where they come from. And yeah, the judge will be coming on. Yeah. I know the judge, who the judge is, and then I will start putting liens on all of them. And I'm going to take them to the bloody cleaners. So you might have noticed in that invoice I sent to that lady in the Gold Coast today, I stated the laws that she has broken and what the penalty is. That's what you have to do. You have to tell them what the law is that they've broken and the penalty. And that's it, baby. Put the invoice on them and then keep going. So the key to all these things is education. That's why we're here tonight doing this and why we're putting together all these courses and all the things that we're doing throughout common law assemblies is about equipping people to understand these basic rules so that they can literally defend their own selves exactly. and then spread the word. And now, a word from our sponsor, who helps keep these podcasts going. Redpillhosting.com is your one-stop shop to buy your perfect domain name. Then get your own hosting server, or buy our easy-to-use website builder from just $8.99 a month. Yes, you heard that right. Just $8.99. Building your own website can feel like a daunting task. Who wants to deal with code anyway? Website Builder makes it simple to create a modern, professional website with no technical knowledge required. Share your passion online. With redpillhosting.com you get responsive mobile design, professional website hosting, rapid page load performance, secure SSL, 24-7 support, and much more. Do you need a shopping cart to go with that? We have just the right one for you. What sort of server do you need to host your website? We can advise you on the best solution for your needs. Choose Linux, Windows, or VPS hosting. Select what type of back office management system you need, from cPanel, Plesk, or WordPress hosting. No matter what you need, redpillhosting.com is the place to get it. Visit us at redpillhosting.com whenever you need us. Yes, answers asked, do you have the no trespassing signs? Yes, they're on the on the website. If you've got metal ones for sale, please send me the details and I'll put them on the web, website for sale. But it's probably just the same as the, the ones that we've got on for the ones you can print out from the PDF. As long as you've got these no trespassing signs and you don't actually need them because nobody has, a, has the right to come onto your private property, whether there's a sign there or not 
once you go past the front gate of your private property, you are trespassing. That's it, full stop. So don't worry about signs. Just stand up for your rights and refuse to contract with them. I have a sign on my door, but no trespassing sign. Yeah. But just I answering think... Frank's question, yeah, Frank, we are putting together a whole full-day seminar. In fact, Mike's been working hard doing the drafting of the curriculum for that. So we're doing full face-to-face -face seminars. We'll be doing Zoom seminars as well. So you might want to talk a little bit about that, Mike. Yes, just one moment. I'm just looking back here at Frank's comments. Okay. Yes, donations are always very welcome. It does cost a lot of money to do all this work. And we, as you say, we don't charge for it. The only money that we make is from, and the money doesn't go into my pocket, is for from the merchandise that we sell, very meager, <laughs> and donations. So thank you very much for that. Uh, we are going to charge for the seminars, though, Mike. We're yeah, going we'll, to. We'll, yeah. yeah, we will be. The full day ones where we're putting a lot of time and effort in. Yeah, there are going to be some charges. And, that, and some of that money will go back to the assembly so that we can do things more readily than we are now. Yes, actually, the seminar will be broken up into four sessions for the day. The first session will be all about the law and explaining what your rights are in the law. The second part will be to teach you how to write. Now, I used to teach business writing courses up in Thailand. I taught thousands of business people up there how to become good writers in 20 hours. Now, I've, I've refined all that down to about two hours. The Thais needed help with grammar and all the other stuff. But for us natural speakers, I think we can teach you in two hours, not only the basics of how to be a good writer, but give you plenty of practice writing. So we've got exercises. And then after lunch, we'll be discussing the process, the three-letter process and how that works. And then finally, we'll be talking about a lot of other things that you need to know when dealing with the, the police and the fines people and all the rest of it. So it'll be a very interesting day. And I think we, we haven't worked out a, a cost yet, but once we start doing these face-to-face -face seminars, we'll be doing them in a hotel, then David and I will probably start traveling around to other towns and cities to do the same thing. So we'll be around the place everywhere. I don't know. That's the old adage, teach a man to, don't give a man a fish, teach him how to fish. So we want to be able to spread this and have and multiply ourselves, right, Mike, so that we can teach others how to teach others. That's right. But uh, are you willing to travel around a bit, David? Yes, mate. This is really important stuff. I can't think of anything more critical in Australia for mm. our future at the moment than helping people not only wake up, but know what to do. And this is the big thing. Mm. A lot of people know there's something wrong, that we need to do something, but what do I do? We're going to teach them exactly what to do. Yeah, actually, Leith said that uh, Leith said that he tried the trespassing with the grunters. <laughs> they realised they were trespassing and didn't give a shit. Same thing happened here during the lockdown. I had five or six cops come into my house through the front gate. They didn't get inside the house, and I held them at bay there. But I kept telling them, "You are trespassing," and they just said, "We don't care. We are dealing with criminals who just don't give a shit about the law." Yeah, so, they may not give a damn, but an, an, in law, a notice is a witness. So it's a really important thing to understand hmm. that it's basically derived from the Bible that there needs to be witnesses to an interaction. And hmm. so in law, a notice is a literal witness. Right. And uh, so having the notice on your door, even though if they ignore it, 
it means they've ignored and you have an actual witness that they can't deny when we basically prosecute them and flip yeah. the table. Yes, I let the six cops get away, but the three who came later on and actually imposed a fine on me, then I sent them a notice and said, I will see you in court. Never, never heard another thing. So this is what happens. When you start challenging them in court, they run. If they know they're wrong, they don't want to go to court. And anyway, ultimately, we'll have our own common law courts. We will. And we will not forget. Yes. And when we have finally have our own common law courts, Mike, well, then we'll be calling people to account Absolutely. through our own legal right, system. Look, we want to keep this short. It's 6.56. We started at 6.30. I'd like to stop at 7, if you don't mind, because it's a lot of editing that I have to do. And I haven't even edited the last one. I've been so busy. But I'll get them up as soon as possible. Are there any final questions tonight? Cooper, I know you've got a heap of questions in your head. Sorry. Uh, no, not really. Sorry, I was just here to listen and learn. Okay. What is your actual name? It's Mark. Sorry, uh, it's my son's account for his... Right, I guess, of course. <laughs> Brad has a question. Not a question. I was actually going to reference Cooper or Mark. He is the reason our signal account began. Ah, very Thank good. You. Thank you, Mark. Oh, that's okay. It's quite funny because when I lived in Thailand, when I first got up there and people, the Thais asked me, what's your name? I said, Mike. And they all heard Mark. So <laughs> I became Mark. And I thought, if I'm going to be a Mark, I might as well be a fancy one. So I had an M-A-R-C. <laughs> yeah, and I see you play guitar, Mark. Yeah, a bit of a muso. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot to blur my background. Yes. Got a few guitars in here. All right, go on to my, my YouTube channel. I've got a BitChute channel there, The Bloody Aussie Battler. And if you scroll I've, down my videos, you'll hear all my songs. I've seen some at the end of some of your videos that I've watched. Yep, very good. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. All right, thank you all very much. If there's any questions, I'll give you that now. Otherwise, we'll finish off. Uh, good night. Thanks. See ya. Cheers.